From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All righty. It is Thursday. I hope everyone is doing very well. We've got a great program of the next two hours. Tom Luongo will be joining us of the Gold Goats and Guns, an old amigo of mine, to talk geopolitics and economy. And hopefully this time, second hour, we're supposed to have Donnie Darkin on. There was an issue last week, but uh, he did confirm with me today to talk about He's He's got a popular Twitter account, 100,000 followers, and he's got an interesting thesis when it comes to prophecy, Donald Trump, white magicians and black magicians and the false light and all this funky stuff. So that's the show for today. And um, one of my favorite quotes I came across today was from this Christian musician, Brian Salve. I've purchased all of his albums. He said, superpower in today's age, not caring about having the last word, winning an argument with every passing nitpicker and generally being hard to bait. Easy ditch in today's age, being easily angered, provoked into an argument and insisting on always having the last word. Some excellent advice that I practice daily because I get narcissists, um, trolls, government agents baiting me daily. And uh, the the only way to win is not to play, basically. So <laughs> don't like that uh, 1980s nuclear um a film about nuclear war what was it called war game uh, i think there's a scene which is which says the only way to win is not to play it's being reported in german media 90 percent of germans still believed in god in 1949 today that number is 50 percent and only 20 percent understand god in the biblical sense according to a new study the title of, of that article Nietzsche, of course, uh, is, is is called God is pretty much dead for the Germans. Well, what what can you expect when we're, we've been under this globalist onslaught for a better part of a century? Now that is their goal to eliminate kings and thrones. Um, well, uh, religion as well. I mean, uh, so speaking of that, this is kind of interesting. Reuters reports today. Vatican confirms ban on Catholics becoming Freemasons. What's up with this? There's always been a nexus between Freemasonry and the Vatican. The Vatican has confirmed a ban on Catholics becoming Freemasons, a centuries-old secretive society that the Catholic Church has long viewed with hostility and has an estimated global membership of up to 6 million. Active membership in Freemasonry by a member of the faithful is prohibited because of the irreconcilability between Catholic doctrine and Freemasonry, the Vatican's doctrinal office said in a letter published by the Vatican. I would agree with that. If you study Freemasonry, if, if, if anyone listening is a Freemason, and I'm sorry, this is my, the, the, the result of my investigation, ultimately the grand architect at the top of the Freemasonic hierarchy is lucifer himself so yeah do some digging there the guardian some controversy with the guardian today they 
George Orwell, they did a they pulled the George Orwell today, they deleted from their website a letter they published November 24th, 2002 by Osama bin Laden by CIA asset Osama bin Laden. But the Wayback Machine still works. So you can go read this article from 21 years ago where bin Laden talks about Israel and Palestine. Interesting. Uh, he also calls for the implementation, basically, globally of Sharia law, which is not very cool uh, at all. So why do they have to delete stuff? Why can't they just leave it out? That's what I was when I went to university. That's what it was all about. Read everything, even the crazy stuff. Uh, that's critical. That's called critical thinking, right? The, just because you read something doesn't mean you accept it. <laughs> so um, that's a bit of a, the controversy today. And we've got this African um, uh, president practicing uh, self-lockdown. So he, he at least, you know, he's he's uh, putting his money where his mouth is. Malawi's president bans himself and his cabinet from foreign travel. Suspended with, uh, he has suspend, suspended with immediate effect all international travel for himself and his government in the bid to save money. The measure follows a huge devaluation of the currencies in Malawi secures an IMF loan. Uh, he's ordered all ministers currently abroad to return home. Fuel allowances for government officials have been cut by 50%. Malawi's economy has been undergoing turbulent times characterized by an acute shortage of petrol and diesel, as well as high inflation. And, um, what else we got that's going on in Argentina? New York Times publishes, is Argentina the first AI election? The two men jostling to be the country's next president are using artificial intelligence to create images and videos to promote themselves and attack each other. Uh, of course, yeah, that's uh, Javier Milei and Sergio Massa. Uh, Argentina's election has quickly become a testing ground for AI in campaigns with the two candidates and their supporters employing the technology to doctor existing images and videos and create others from scratch. AI has made candidates say things they did not and put them in famous movies and memes. It's created campaign posters and triggered debates over whether real videos are actually uh, real. And some have said that it's reminiscent of, uh, they've got a certain Soviet flair to them. So that is interesting. All right. If you enjoy listening to TNT Radio and think we're doing a good job, do let us know. You can leave uh, a like or a positive review or comment on our Facebook pages, Gab, Getter, or, you know, it's it's really helpful if you leave a review on the TNT Radio Apple podcast page or Spotify through the app. Give us a positive rating. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on TNT Radio. Digging deeper into the news. It's the topics that matter to me. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Federal National Transportation Safety Board is asking automakers and regulators for new technology that can reduce speeding in every new car made in the United Soviet States of America. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Savari. I think we cannot say that we did not see this coming. (laughs) <laughs> in a news release earlier this week on Tuesday specifically, wonder how this kind of just passed by my radar. Uh, no pun intended. The NTSB cited a crash in Las Vegas that left nine people dead. 
that, quote, highlights need for intelligent speed assistance technology and countermeasures, including interlock program for repeat speeding offenders, end quote. Yep. In the January 2022 crash, a river of a Dodge Challenger with a long record, a driver, I'm so sorry, misprint, a driver of a Dodge Challenger, that makes more sense, with a long record of speeding, ran a red light at 103 miles per hour and slammed into a minivan. The The motorist was driving at an excessive rate of speed and failed to obey both a stop sign and a red light, according to officials. Uh, is what they said, adding that the state of Nevada failed to seriously punish the driver after he was charged with five speeding violations in the 17 months preceding the crash. Quote, this crash is the latest in a long line of tragedies we've investigated where speeding and impairment led to catastrophe, but it doesn't have to be this way. That is NTSB Chair Jennifer Homedy. Homedy is what she said in the release uh furthermore quote we know the key to saving lives is redundancy which can protect all of us from human error that occurs on our roads end quote uh the er excuse me the agency claimed the crash and similar ones could be prevented by car makers implementing isa systems intelligent speed assistance which can make it more difficult for drivers to go faster than the speed limit Yeah, this is crazy. It uses a car's GPS data and it links to a database of the locations of posted speed limits. Quote, passive ISA systems warn a driver when the vehicle exceeds the speed limit through visual, sound, or haptic alerts, and the driver is responsible for slowing the car. Active systems include mechanisms that make it more difficult, but not impossible, to increase the speed of a vehicle above the posted speed limit and those that electronically limit the speed of the vehicle to fully prevent drivers from exceeding the speed limit, end quote. Yep. Last year, the European Commission mandated that all new vehicles have to be equipped with the technology as part of a sweeping new series of regulations in the European Union. The NTSB said it also discussed pushing states to install active systems that make it harder for a repeat offender to speed or limit speeding altogether. The Alliance for Automotive Innovation, a trade group representing automakers, said technology can play a role in reducing speed-related crashes, but the group has long-backed policies focusing on education, enforcement, and infrastructure investment. Uh, Sadly, uh, according to some stats here from the NTSB, about 12,330 people died in speeding-related accidents in 2021, or approximately a third of all U.S. traffic deaths that year. So speed kills, uh, as it were. Uh, But if I'm not mistaken, I was looking into this. This does literally some of the things they're talking about have already no shock no surprise here would be able to have them just stop your vehicle yep uh what do you think about this one i mean it's pretty crazy first we saw thomas massey congressman uh, try to kill the kill switch bill he failed uh so governments want the ability to turn off your car and then i mentioned that yesterday the day before there was this um police chase i think it was in wisconsin uh 54 year old uh person stole the car and the cops just used I think it was a Chevrolet they used the app Chevrolet app I guess they have backdoor access 
uh, and they just press the button and shut the car off. Um, yeah, you know what what happens when we we're going to need to outrun the World Economic Forum police when they come to euthanize us? You know, um, I mean, it's getting pretty cr- crazy. The, shutting the authorities now can shut off our cars with apps. Um, you know, to shut the car, cars off. Um, in, in this case, limit the speed. They can remotely take them over and drive them while we're inside. You know, there's the case with this technology. I mean, this is a this is no conspiracy theory. This is you know, with the modern cars now, with this technology, they can take the car over and then drive us off a cliff. The, the, the authorities can do that, and I believe, you know, the journalist Michael Hastings many years ago. Uh, he was breaking stories uh, on the Pentagon. I think the one that he had been working on at that the, right before his death was on David Petraeus, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, he, he was driving in a suburban area in the U.S. I think he had a Mercedes, and he drove like 110 miles an hour into a tree in a suburban area. That makes no sense. And like he was telling his friends and messages that he was fearing the the state was coming after him. So. With this technology, you know, I'll, I'll be just driving one sunny day and they can take my car over if, if I'm a dissident and just drive me off a cliff into a tree, uh, whatever. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. Total, total technocracy, Ruckus. Oh, yeah. And it's 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 very um, disingenuous on the part of the NTSB uh, to cite that that crash that took place in 2022 in Nevada, uh, because apparently, according to the agency, the driver of the vehicle who we were referring to earlier was under the influence of drugs, including cocaine and PCP. So I'm sure, you know, that's, you know, we're just going to ignore that and focus on the fact that he was a frequent speeder. Well, I guess he was, he was into speed in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> that's a you know, street name for one of those drugs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but this is every every darn little excuse to 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 dial down the the control. Uh, there's always been this push to uh, limit our ability to travel, um, and it's not only you know how far you can go and where you can go; it's how fast you can get there now. Apparently, uh, you know whether it's an EV or gas powered cars now, they're they're coming down on on the both of them uh i hope there's pushback you know i'm pretty cyanide filled so i just kind of see this progressing there's very little resistance they just keep marching on ahead you know maybe they'll take a step back uh you know you know how they play this totalitarian tiptoe it's two steps uh what is it uh, one step back two steps forward type of thing so uh, any final thought uh Rikus? Oh, you're being far too generous. I think it's it's more like we, every time we take like two steps forward, they take us five steps back. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. We'll see. Uh, but you know, anyway, in any case, it'd be good to buy a car right now, just so you have the older uh, models that can't be remotely <laughs> controlled and maintain it very well. Try not to get into a car crash uh, with it. Uh, I know here in Mexico is pretty crazy. Friends tell me the ones that are shopping for used cars the price of used cars in mexico now is absolutely insane um you know absolutely skyrocketing beyond the normal um market prices i don't know what's what's going on so 
All right, Eric, let's catch up with you soon. We've got the renowned Tom Luongo joining us. Feel free to call in if you've got a chat for, uh, if you've got a question for uh, Tom, we'll be right back. TNT Radio's David McBride and Dr. Robert Brennan. You were an embedded journalist. Now, that was a term that came out of the Pentagon circa something like 2001, 2002. And the psychoanalyst in me thinks that there's a close proximity of that and being in bed with, you know, embedded and in bed with. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think uh, the military is pretty transparent that when they uh, embed journalists and the Australian military, of course, when they're migrating information to the public and, and to journalists, they call them information operations. You know, it, it, it is part of the sort of strategic push. The Australian military is not going to send a journalist unless they think that they are going to get coverage that will in some way be useful to them, I think. Now, that's not necessarily the ideal way of doing it. I think the, I think the Americans have, have actually probably been a little bit better with this over the global war on terror period. But the embedded experience that I had was I had a very dim view of the Iraq invasion. And so, you know, I went to Iraq as someone who was deeply skeptical of, of Australia's involvement the war in Iraq. And then I came back and the truth of the matter was that I had to write a story reflecting what I'd seen, which was that it probably was a good thing that the Australians were doing there and the soldiers were happy to do it as well. McBride and Brennan with David McBride and Dr. Robert Brennan on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Take us back in time and who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. At this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, or you're talking about communism. Socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism, but the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat, people will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. Are we on the air? Am I on the air? You're on the air. On the air 24-7. 
your news talk giant, TNT. It's, it's been a while, but returning to the broadcast, to the Rebel Transmission, is the one, the only Tom Luongo of Gold, Goats, and Gun, the blog and podcast. Uh, you can find it at tomluongo.me. You'll find him on Twitter uh, as well. How's it going, Tom? I'm good, Roy. How you been, man? I'm doing well and uh, a little bit under the weather, but other than that, speeding along. And uh, how are the gold goats and guns doing? Uh, well, you know they 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 continue, and, and as we as we do in this in this in this my uh, hot hot part of North Florida. So uh, yeah, everything's you know just just trying to you know make sure that we you know, don't all die in a fiery fiery civilizational crash. You know what I mean? So. It's we we got our work cut out for us, and yeah, I've been enjoying your your blog posts. I was listening to some of your podcasts recently with uh, yeah. Eric Peters, who I'm a big a fan of. I saw you had Joaquin Flores, who I've also um, interviewed, and you know maybe to start, I thought to look at the economy. Uh, you're much more expert in that uh, than I am, and get your thoughts on where we are and where we're going. It, it kind of feels like things are starting to break maybe i'm looking you know there's stuff going on with the u.s treasuries i heard you talking about uh bonds in your most recent podcast uh inflation is raging what's what sort of your assessment well we're in a very we're in a lull right uh and it's it, it the best way to put this is that the old financial system is breaking it's kind of like what happened after 2008 when the financial system broke in 2008. And they took about three years of intense negotiations um, before they finally settled on, well, hey, let's just break all central bank policy. And that happened in September of 2011, which broke the top of the gold market back then. And they uh, all the major central banks got together and coordinated monetary policy, you know, set up swap lines with each other, slush funds, all the rest of it. And that held together until, as you know, you've not talked in the past, until about the middle of 2021, when the, the Fed started, frankly, tightening without actually raising interest rates. And once they... Once that that process started, it's we've all just kind of been downhill of that moment uh, from in about June 2021 to today. In the process, it's been one big like move, counter move, move, counter move by the globalist forces who want to have, get the United States to go back to providing the world with infinite liquidity to to provide infinite amounts of money for them to you know maximize their tyranny. And on the other side, what I would consider a bunch of sovereigntists running around going, you know, you know what? No, if you're going to if you're going to turn the world into minority report with more Germans, you're going to do it at five and a half or six percent. And uh, let's see if you can make that stick, because if it's such a good idea, then it's worth paying five or six percent for. That's where we are now. And the. The we're so the, the, the question now is, are we at the end of the Fed's rate hike cycle or aren't we? And that comes down to, I hate to say it, it's really simple. It comes down to gasoline prices. Um, most of the inflation that we've dealt with over the last two years is bound up in energy and rent. And one is really downstream of the other. Uh, gasoline prices and have accounted for anywhere from, depending on how you look at it, from 60 to 70% of the inflation that we've experienced in the West. So... You muck with the price of gasoline, you can muck with inflation, which is why the Biden administration drained the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And it's why after a 
you know, about three months ago, gasoline prices were getting, beginning to break out in the futures market uh, of eight two eighty five a gallon, and, and I'm like, oh, here we go, and oil prices were breaking out, and all okay, here we go, here's the next round of inflation coming, and then they broke the back of the of, of the of the, the the gasoline market here in the U.S. and I'm and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how they did it, other than just bomb the futures market, um, because the oil markets aren't really uh oversupplied in any way but they've sold us all on this idea that inflation has been tamed and there's about a six month lag between gasoline price increases and decreases and the cpi so we've reached that moment where we're kind of at the nadir of gasoline prices i think and so we'll probably be sitting here for the next three or four months with low inflation numbers, which will then, you'll hear a gaggle, of course, from people you've heard in the last couple of weeks, oh, it's time for the Fed to stop raising rates. They need to lower rates now and loosen and uh, loosen credit uh, conditions and blah, 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 blah. And let's go, let's get back to the zero bound. You know, that, or that Powell needs to pivot. I don't know that that's going to happen. I think Powell's is going to look at this and go, oh, cool, I can keep rates at 5.5% because inflation is still 3%, which is still above where he wants it to be and employment hasn't broken yet and the credit markets haven't broken yet and the banks aren't going under and yada 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 so the the people who are screaming about this the most are really aren't americans it's everybody else because it's now our dollar their problem in the past it was always you know our yeah our dollar our problem as Americans, because we were sending them overseas and when we were having to deal with the inflation at home and the hollowing out of our economy and everything else. And now the Fed is saying, you know what? No, no, no. Let's bring the dollars home. Let's let, let's why don't you reinvest in America as opposed to the other way around? Suppose to sending all the dollars overseas and everybody who's gotten fat and happy on the money flowing overseas is screaming because they're the ones who are overly indebted. They're the ones who are over leveraged. And that's mostly coming out of Europe. And that's what we're seeing. So we're in this intense negotiation as to who, you know, as a, you know, who's going to win this battle. And everybody's trying to kind of run the clock out on everybody else to see who can outlast the other. And I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that no one has more ammo in the quiver than the Fed, period. Because we're the biggest Ponzi scheme. Y'all are the smaller Ponzi schemes. Therefore, we'll roll you up into the bigger Ponzi scheme before our Ponzi scheme breaks. And I think that's the best, that's the kind of most concise way to put it at this point in time. Yeah, that, I, I recall uh, one of my past guests a couple years back, Gregory Copley of Inter International Strategic Studies Association. He was saying the same thing that we're in this mm -hmm. uh, arena now where uh, it's a race to be the last to the bottom uh, now. Right. And so as, as kind of as you're saying it now, the U.S. has the big, uh, uh, the, the most ammo. Real quick, Tom, we're going to jump to our headlines. Be right back. Now, where trusted newscasters deliver the day's news at the same reliable time. TNT Radio News. That sounds awesome. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The World Health Organization claims it has lost contact with the health personnel inside the Al-Shifa Hospital as the Israeli forces continue their precise and targeted operation. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rebuked his Canadian counterpart on social media late November 14th after Justin Trudeau urged Israel to protect civilian life in the brutal war it is waging on Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Sir Keir Starmer slammed Rishi Sunak's migration policy following the Supreme Court ruling the Rwanda plan unlawful. God, you're amazing. You're a much better listener than my wife. You're always there for me. I think I may be in love. Where 
is she? Well, it's not what it seems. I, I was talking to... Who's the tramp I heard you talking to? That was my Alexa, sweetie. Well, she sounds like a tramp. <laughs> Fall in love with news and talk all over again with your smart device. Just tell it to play. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are back with Tom Luongo of Gold, Goats, and Guns. Subscribe to his fantastic podcast. It's on uh, the podcast ecosystem, or uh, as well as check out his blog. He's got a monthly newsletter as well through Patreon, tomluongo.me, or just search in uh, Gold, Goats, and Guns. If you got a question for Tom, you can leave it in the interactive chat or shoot me an email if you don't want to call uh, in, and uh, I, hopefully I can uh, get it to Tom. And... Uh, before getting to geopolitics, Tom, I'm kind of curious maybe to talk a bit about the Great Reset stuff, the CBDC stuff. And I <clears> talked <throat> to folks from all walks with all different views. So I'm just trying to make sense of stuff. I, I don't know half the time what's, what's going on. You know, it's the fog of war. And there are people that are more, say, cyanide pill. I'm going to use my past guest legal man's phrase, a cyanide pill that, you know, it's it's a given CBDCs are going to be established and we're going to live in, um, you know, THX 1138 one, or something, <laughs> the Hunger Games, nice. uh, or that, you know, Mark, Mark Yevtovich or others, it might be like a two-tiered system. We'll still have Bitcoin and, and uh, other ways to survive. Uh, but, you know, also, also people point out how systems, once they get too complex, collapse, um, and that, there, the, you know, the globalists have experienced pushback in trying to implement these systems in different countries around the world. How do you sort of see the advance of this, uh, the CBDC desire and digital ID and this sort of stuff? Oh, I think their desire is real. I, I think their ability to implement it is not real. They tried it in Nigeria. They got two percent uptake, and then it collapsed within a year. Right? That's one example. Uh, I can tell you that there's no appetite for it at the Federal Reserve. Um, the and anywhere who would then bring up Fed now, which is not this not a CBDC from in the in this in the way that we're talking about them. Um, actually, Fed now is, would be a a a, a, a competitor like Lightning Network. If it's it anything else, it's to update the back end of the interbank market to make sure that it can actually move money in anything less than three days. Um, and that's just a, a it's a long overdue. This need, and it's not the camel's nose under the tent. Um, it's a wholesale thing for the back end of the banking system and between and the communications between central banks. It's not what you know, Klaus Schwab and the rest of them are, are talking about. I just don't see that. Um, I just don't see how they'll ever get it done. Um, they think they're going to get it done. They may, they may even get one done in Europe for a little bit of time because they almost have to in Europe because. They rightly realize, which is what I was saying in the, the last segment, that the it's Europe that's the sick man at the table. It's Europe that doesn't have the physical collateral for their economy in the form of uh, hydrocarbons or, or energy. So, of course, they're trying to get us to all stop using hydrocarbons as energy because they don't produce any. So, therefore, the rest of the world shouldn't. And, it, and it's all this this kind of fart-sniffing academic stuff. And it's in the world and it's it, it's in the zeitgeist. And they keep building you know they keep passing regulations they keep making statements they keep doing things to like oh, we're going to get this architecture passed and everybody else is looking around going well that's nice you guys can jump off that cliff but we're not going to i mean china's having problems getting getting their digital yuan off the ground in a place like china where they have you know a lot more control over the 
the the the populace and the banking system and everything else than they than they do here. So I don't see the the commercial banks here in the United States wanting this at all. They're probably the most powerful lobby there is. I, I think I consider the New York boys and far more powerful lobby than the uh, military industrial complex ultimately because they're the ones that fund they're the ones that have to give out the loans and they're the ones that have to push the money around so without them there is no military industrial complex and if they don't want one of these things then and why would they because it would be the end of their business because you know the, and i think the mark jeff point i think if, if i if i understand mark correctly and mark and i are, uh, speak you know fairly we, we speak fairly regularly behind the scenes and we both can see this it's, it's the two-tiered monetary system the two-channel monetary system is what the, the the commercial banks want. So that's that's where they make their vig. So why would they give that up and collapse it all into the Fed? Because the the they don't make any money from via the Fed. The Fed keeps them allows the, them to continue making money as commercial banks. It doesn't make any sense. Never has. That's why I've been arguing against this idea that the that the United States would ever go this down this route as long as Powell's in charge. You get rid of Powell. You change the culture in, in the Fed, and then all bets are off. Speaking of Paul, I'm sure you caught him using a curse word the other day. F the the, the climate protesters. <laughs> they were trying to barge uh, into the meeting. And, and just some recent examples of kind of what you were talking about yesterday. I mean, the insane EU wanted to pass this law you know, on the you know false flag fake pretext of child pornography or something. Client side scanning so that they'd be able to read all of our messages on, on messenger apps signal telegram whatsapp whatever you name it and our personal emails uh and right. i think yesterday that was rejected uh and I, i've been reading stuff just on the whole death zero as i call it net zero uh agenda india uh, i mean all these countries all these multipolar countries um you know india and i was reading they're going to increase their coal production uh insanely yeah. and, and and china it's like nobody cares uh, about that no exactly no exactly like coal production the coal consumption is up around the world um coal companies are making bank at this point coal prices are beginning to to, to break out to the upside like it's it's like nobody's listening to these people and yet they continue to to go on and on and on as if they're inevitable and and our extinction is inevitable and i'm like i I don't think so, guys. I just, I just really don't. So I don't know. It, it's just I, I'm at that point where I just I can watch this and I'm like, can they did they not realize we can see them and that like you know we pulled the curtain back and Toto's digging at the guy's leg and like you know he's still trying to be Oz like no it doesn't work like they should really suit for peace at this point and the way they're acting about Ukraine I think is a key point and the and the kind of the split I'm seeing between. Europe and the 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 U.S. over supporting Israel is a tell that there's a split at the top, and they're trying to leave the U.S. out on an island, hoping that the U.S. overcommits to to uh, military conflicts overseas that wind up draining us what's of what's what's left of our vitality, so that we now we we don't have a massive influx of capital into the us with powell holding rates at five and a half percent they're hoping that the you know, the us can like descend into anarchy and chaos fast enough that the money will stay in europe and then they can do whatever they want i think that's their that's the best uh outcome that they've got at this point and so that's why it's important that the us watching the us domestic political situation is i think the most important 
point at this point because if this doesn't go if we don't continue to degrade and um you know the olds on capitol hill don't get their way and keep vandalizing the united states if that changes over the course of the next year into the 2024 election if there is one well then i think we can you know wrap up this whole great reset tie a bow on it and throw it in the dumpster so that's what i that's what i'm hoping for and i'm beginning to see very sincere moves being made on capitol hill that would tell me that that's what's happening even though biden and yellen and gensler and all the rest of them are dragging their feet desperately to try and stop that from happening yeah it's interesting you you, you said to focus on u.s politics my most recent podcast was with the serbian podcaster mario boich and he was saying going forward from his vantage point in serbia He's also going to be focusing a lot on what's happening in America, almost like a canary in the coal mine. Uh, and um, I, I was, I'm a big fan of Adam Taggart, who used to be with Chris Martinson on Peak Prosperity, then started his own Wealthion. And I just got a, his newsletter today. He said he's leaving Wealthion and starting his own thing. Uh, and I think he just did an interview with the um, financial dude. Uh, again, this is not my uh, forte, but I think it's Jeremy Grantham uh, or someone similar who was also saying uh, telling people not to invest in the US because um going forward it wouldn't be so uh good but uh getting into a bit of the geopolitics we just had the Biden Xi Jinping meeting in California mm -hmm. uh, with American psycho uh Gavin Newsom uh and of course I you just look at the Blinken's face see I mean it's really quite the show Blinken's like telling Biden like shut up <laughs> <laughs> he calls he calls no. she a dictator after having you know met it walked with him they had a romantic walk through the park uh and then um and i'm reading analysis today saying you know just because well there are a number of points here people momgram said that geopolitics has become too expensive for china so they kind of want to talk uh others say that um you know even though they're having these talks it doesn't necessarily mean that things are gonna um warm up between Beijing and, and and Washington, what do you sort of uh, make of what's going on? I I'm I'm i been very um, disappointed in a lot of people, and then Pippa Malgram's comments recently, certainly since uh, the Russian war started, has been have been incredibly disappointing. She's come out just full neocon retard in my in my mind, and her her saying that is is actual wishful thinking that geopolitics have become too expensive for China. Are you kidding me? They're they're spending very little money on geopolitics and they're getting massive returns on their money. Like, I don't know about you folks, but I just saw six key six key countries that are key for both Belt and Road and the International North South Transport Corridor join the BRICS alliance in August. I don't know what I don't know what what she what she thinks is expensive or not because I just saw you know the Chinese the Chinese drop you know, uh, a, a, a massive stink bomb and along with the Russians into the into the entire global order. I mean, the BRICS now control the Suez Canal. Or does anybody not notice that? <laughs> like, I, did, I don't know. Did you miss that? Like, so, no, I, I think they're it's 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 God, it's so ungodly frustrating to watch people continue to try and shape a narrative that is over. And that's what I'm seeing. And I think that the Biden administration you know, I don't know if they work for Davos or they work for the Chinese or they work for both or whatever. At this point, does it really matter? Everybody owns a piece of Joe Biden. Gavin Grusom is obviously being groomed for uh, 
the DNC to take over at some point to be the GN, the DNC nominee at next year. Their problem, of course, is that Kamala Harris is sitting in the way going, no, 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 it's my turn. No, 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 no. You don't get to put him in charge. It's my turn. And, um, and she's been playing this very smart by just staying out of everything and just sitting up at the Naval Observatory and going, hmm, <laughs> it must suck to be you, Joe, because this is just not, um, you know, this is, this, this is not going well for you. Biden is definitely decompensating to the point where he needs to be replaced, but they can't replace him because they can't get rid of Harris. And then moreover, uh, I was watching a thing with Larry Elder the other day, and he made a couple really good points about Harris and, and Gruesome saying, look, he can't win. He can't win a general election unless they just rig it for him. And because black women won't vote for him. Because they like Kamala Harris, and they'll see them subbing in Gavin Gruesome as just, oh, another one. Oh, we're going to give it to the white guy again. And you expect me to stay on the plantation? Whereas, you know, most of the black men are already off the plantation. They're all ready to vote for Trump. But they won't tell their wives that. And they certainly won't tell a pollster that. All right. And so, and this dynamic has been going on, certainly here in the South. I mean, I'm in Florida. It's been going on in the South for since the Trump, since Trump first ran in 2016. So it's only gotten worse because you can see it. And every time anybody tries to poll Florida and, and then the election happens and Florida always is three to four points redder than it's supposed to be. That's well, I get, I got news for you. I can tell you who that is. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the this is not going to go well for them. So, you know, the geopolitical, the geopolitical picture is ultimately they understand where their problem is when their problem really comes down to the following they need a war they need the u.s to fight that war and they need that they need the u.s to bankrupt themselves fighting this war and they need to get the u.s to spend an unbelievable amount of money on this war and they don't care how what war it is and how they get it done it doesn't matter if it's a war with china over taiwan or uh, Iran over Israel or Russia over Ukraine. Well, are Russia and Ukraine pretty much done, right? Unless somehow, I mean, the Brits have done everything imaginable. The Brits, the Poles, the Ukrainians have done everything imaginable to get the Russians to go on tilt and, you know, widen this thing out. And they've blown up the Kerch Strait Bridge twice. They've blown up Nord Stream. They've tried blaming on, on the Americans, the Ukrainians, the Brits, the blaming on everybody. It doesn't work. And Lavrov, Medvedev and Putin all just sit back and go <laughs> like you guys are amateur hour I mean you guys used to be good at this I mean honestly it's like I, in, the way they they talk you know the way they respond to these provocations it's almost like you know you're not even a worthy adversary anymore like yeah, we I, can I, rebuild the pipeline I, I I would agree with your assessment that they want uh, a war this is what they're 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 gunning for wherever they can mm -hmm. get it and they and other many analysts have been saying this like we see them trying to start it and so far the russians and others have not been taking uh the bait because they know they know the game it's like that film was it in 1983 war games the only winning move mm -hmm. is not uh to play uh real not quick to tom yeah. If, you could, yeah if you could hold that thought 
we got to jump to our uh, break. We'll be right back. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, 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 what have we here? U.S. corn farmers defy a scorching summer to grow a record crop. So much for the summer of drought and extreme heat in the U.S., which we had in Texas, that triggered fears about the corn crop damage. On Thursday, the Department of Agriculture, this is last week, made it official. You can't make this stuff up. This year's corn harvest was the biggest ever. John Lordberg, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, said that Bloomberg scared you witless about drought and extreme heat, told you it would screw up the harvest. Turned out they were wrong. Biggest corn harvest ever. Oops. Now, why did this happen? Well, first of all, it was pretty hot this summer in parts of the country. Other parts of the country, it wasn't that hot. Parts of the country are very dry, especially centered in Texas. I know where I live here in Pennsylvania, we had canyons of corn. In fact, there was so much corn, so much vegetation this year, the deer, which are all around here, aren't even wandering out across the roads from cornfield to cornfield because they have so much of the leftover corn and acorns and everything else in the woods that they can just eat it. And by the way, folklore says that's a sign of a cold winter over here. But here's my point. We are adapting to this. Nature is adapting to it. The more CO2, the more resilient and resistant these plants are, which is the solution. If you're in a panic about CO2 or the temperature, adapt and move on and use freedom and capitalism to do it. It's a loony bin world. The exact opposite thing happens. Is the headline as loud as it was before when we're supposed to be facing a disaster? Of course not. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you Challenging the consensus and debunking the narrative. This is Viewpoint. The 9-11 terrorist attacks led to the so-called War on Terror. But there's another side to 9-11 which, unlike the mainstream media, TNT Radio won't censor. Consider Building 7, the third World Trade Center building, which collapsed later that same fateful day. Professor of Civil Engineering, Dr. J. Leroy Hulsey, led a research team which demonstrated that the official U.S. government version of the Building 7 collapse is a scientific fraud that defies the laws of physics. This leaves us with some very troubling questions about the entire 9-11 attacks. Dr. Halsey's team issued a final report in March of 2020. It concluded, The collapse of WTC-7 was a global failure involving the near-simultaneous failure of all the columns in the building and not a progressive collapse involving the sequential failure of columns throughout the building. This is the Hervoye Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It is our final segment here with Tom Luongo. Someone in the chat was asking, who's the guest? It's Tom Luongo. Uh, check out his podcast, Gold, Goats, and Guns. You can subscribe to it on your favorite podcast uh, player. He's got a monthly newsletter, very affordable, through his website on Patreon, uh, tomluongo.me, or just type in Gold, Goats, and Guns. Uh, and, and just kind of what we were talking about before, uh, you know, Pippa recently tagged me in one of her posts. Uh, I, I don't get it with some of these people. Like they'll they'll tag me, they'll give a shout out, but then when I asked them to come on uh, the program or my podcast, uh, crickets. And I think it's kind of what you said. They are establishment 
they're establishment people and they don't want to associate with anyone that's not establishment for fear right of being painted conspiracy or um whatever and you know i, I you know Velina, i'm sure you know velina chakarova right um mm. she's had some good analysis but you know these folks are in the as you say neocon sort of establishment camp and i've sort of been listening less and less um to them because they're kind of creating their own reality uh but just just your thoughts since you mentioned um uh was that carl rove or who, who was that that talked about creating their own uh, yeah, yeah, reality yeah. I, I think i think it was actually dick cheney but it's been attributed to carl rove somebody actually said it that you know we're in the reality creation business we create the reality and you're forever chasing around trying to uh figure out what it is that we did yesterday while we go out and create a new reality tomorrow um I, I'm an old school Philip K. Dick fan. I'm 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 hip to your your ways, dudes. I've been I've been I've been following false reality since I'm 13. So, um, so <laughs> so yeah, Philip Dick is uh, great. Uh, and uh, just one, we were talking about um, the Kamala and Biden, and I'm just curious. You know, it's interesting these de developments now. It looks like they're trotting out um, neocon Nikki Haley. I mean, she's pushing for digital lights. Curious. You know, it's interesting these de developments now. It looks like they're trotting out um neocon nikki haley i mean she's pushing for digital id by eliminating uh anonymity she wants to bomb iran basically and i thought it was a telling sign that the the bankers are are getting um you know jamie diamond recently was having a conversation with nikki and so it's like um that's kind of a sign that she they, they might get you know lock stock and barrel behind her no what do you think well we'll see i i think that the, the bankers are always very good about hedging their bets right and I, I was a little a little disappointed in Diamond for coming out for Haley, but it's very clear that at this point that Wall Street is looking for somebody normal or at least somebody that they can control, right? And they know the Democrats are hopeless at this point. And no matter who they get from the Democrat side, none of them are going to be any good. As a matter of fact, it's like it's just getting the Democrats who are currently chairing the committees like Elizabeth Warren, getting them out of power. Because, you know, Warren being in charge of the Senate Banking Commission Committee is, is, is a horror show, right? So I think that a certain level, Haley is an empty uh, pantsuit. Let's not kid ourselves. She's a neocon through and through, and, and she'll, she'll, but she, and she's not in any way, matter, shape, or form, not a true believer on that front. But by the same token, um, if Jamie Dimon says, we're going to drill for oil we're going to drill for oil if we're going to continue to have relations with china we're going to have relations with china uh and if we're not going to get in a war with iran we're not going to get in, into war with iran so haley is they are all lining kind of lining up around her because they're not sure whether or not there's going to be a way to get trump through the next year they may even be, that may even actually be the big tell that even Wall Street understands that no matter what happens here, Trump is not going to be allowed to be the nominee. And even if he is the nominee, he's not going to be allowed to win. And so, therefore, we fall back on the next best option, right? And I, I saw the same thing from Danielle DiMartino Booth. She was backing, you know, saying that Haley is the best choice and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, and, and I like Danielle, and she's been on my podcast a couple of times, and I, I'm, I'm not surprised because – what I've been able to always tell about you know her 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 personal politics is that they 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 skew kind of normie neocon that's normie middle of the road kind of Republican, and 
Wall Street's mostly agnostic when it comes to this stuff. Wall Street just wants to make money. And Wall Street wants to ha- ensure that the commercial banking sector and the private formation of capital continues. And so I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I won't vote for Haley. If, if if it's Haley versus Gruesome or Haley versus Harris, I'm voting Doby Weed guy in the Libertarian Party or I'm not voting, voting at all. Like, it's, I'm ba- I'll be back to that. But I can I can game plan out why they're doing this, even if I disagree with it. Go right in, uh, Ron Paul, or hey, Mike, Michael Rechnewald, Libertarian Party candidate. Sure. Um, I'll write in my wife. I've, I voted for my wife twice for president. <laughs> right so. in, uh, yeah, right in Vladimir no, I'll just, Putin. Yeah, so. <laughs> we got the. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to do that. I've already been accused of being a Putin shell enough times in my life. Can't do that. Yeah, we're, we're about three minutes to midnight. I don't know if there are any other things you're thinking about, or just going back to the whole war scenario. You know, Israel Palestine. We got Ukraine going on. We got Israel Palestine. Um, there's fear of another front opening up. Uh, you know, things could escalate to, to this World War Three moment. Uh, you know. Uh, Thoughts. The the thing I would say, Harvoy, and the thing I, I and, and I am very worried that we're like we're like one general ripper away from a a scenario that spins out of control a la Doctor Strange Love. But at the same time, I can't tree control that at all. I think the pieces are all in place. If they want that something to happen bad to happen, it's gonna happen and there's nothing we can do about it. What we can predict or we can look at, and I'm gonna leave people with a tantalizing idea. I want people to watch Japan very carefully in the financial markets. Japan is the key to whether or not we can break the European Union because if once the J- J- the Japanese really start to let their bond market go and and they're going to defend the yen. And when they defend the yen, it's going to break the euro. And when that happens, it will probably break Christine Lagarde's carefully conceived yield curve control policy, which is going to start really unraveling some of this stuff. And all of a sudden, all these people like Bonderland and the rest of them who are like, oh, no, the EU is eternal. And we're we're just we're moving lockstep towards the EU SSR and there's nothing you can do about it. They'll all be like literally running for the hills. They will not know what to do. They will be caught completely dead. And they know this. They know that Japan is the key. And traditionally, the Bank of Japan is the Fed's wingman. So if the Fed wants this to happen, Japan is going to do it for them. Watch that I, I was, uh, yeah, that's a good point. And the EU is eternally damned, if you ask me. And uh, I, I was just looking through some comments on my Twitter today, and I did that interview with my my Serbian friend, and we're both po- po- pooping on the EU. And I got NAFO in there. I got the, the NAFO fellas, right? The NATO <laughs> fella bots. Um, I don't even get notifications anymore, but I see them making comments. Um, right. I don't know how those I don't know how those guys sleep at night being they're being so pathetic and 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 globalist. Well, it's it's our final minute. Um, um, you know, any final thought and then let us know uh, your, your projects and where people can follow you. Sure. Um, my final thought is, is that they remember they're always trying to gaslight you into thinking that things are a hell of a lot worse than they actually are. Just try not to be gaslit by morons. Keep it, you know, keep it real. Um, you can follow me on my on all my work over my blog, as you've mentioned before, tomluongo.me or goldgoatsandguns.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter with the very worst version of me. And I've been pretty stayed tonight. The very worst version, worst, worst version of me will show up every day. I guarantee it because I'm in control of the account. 
And you can follow me on uh, and support the work over at Patreon at Patreon slash Gold Goats and Guns. We do a uh, we do tw- twice weekly market reports and private blogs and a monthly newsletter. So there it is. All right, uh, always great to chat, Tom. Keep up the great work, and uh, hopefully talk again uh, soon in the near future. Absolutely, Herbie. Take care. Be well, and have a great Thanksgiving. All right, you too. Bye.